The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhez Omapepe on SAFM. This feature is proudly brought to you by Labat Africa in partnership with the Verity Hearst Academy, which is a trading school teaching about trading shares on the JSE. You can contact Verity Hearst Academy on their WhatsApp number 060-866-0134 or their office number on 011-367-0678. And before we have a conversation with Brian and um, Mandla, let me ask, is there anybody who's listening to this who has actually called this landline or who has used the WhatsApp facility and has taken on board the facility available for trading on the JSC. We would love your short experience on that. Is there anybody who might even be interested in doing that? Because I think that is the kind of IP certainly between Brian and Mandla they'd be looking to engage this evening among the other things we'll be talking about. I'm sure that's correct. Brian, not so. Welcome back. I missed you last week. Yes, yes. Thank you very much, uh, Songe. So it was good to just listen a little bit, you know, so that I can also <laughs> give my comments from the side. Sure, indeed. Well, um, here we have Labat Africa developing hemp beneficiation plants that produce products that are used in the automotive industry, for instance, in manufacturing of cars. In other countries like the U.S., hemp is also um, one of those biofuel chemicals that are used. Does this mean there is hope for the very many expansive industries into which, for instance, Labat Africa can lead? Because there is as good an opportunity now to diversify our economy, to get as many skills going on as possible, and to export some of the low-hanging fruit that we simply as a nation haven't been able to capitalize on. So specific to these industries, can we anticipate that Labat Africa would soon be there? Yes, uh, Songeso, you know, your previous guest uh, gave such a, a good news story, and mm-hmm. uh, I think it is important uh, to continue on that good news. For us, this whole COVID uh, uh, lockdown and the COVID pandemic has created so many opportunities, and particularly the one that, you, that you're talking about, and that is the one of hemp plastic. And plastic in South Africa is used by the automotive industry in South Africa, according to DTI figures, between four and five billion rand per year. All of that is imported uh, 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 currently. So what we're saying is we're latching on to what the president has been saying to say we have to look at the new economy. All those job losses in the motor vehicle industry, in the sugarcane industry, in, uh, in a lot of other uh, industries can be very quickly replaced by the whole diversification uh, into him, particularly now that the government uh, has deregulated it into an agricultural product. Let me just focus on that. You talk about hemp plastic. Many nations are moving away from certainly traditional plastics. Do you then want to draw the differences between hemp plastics versus traditional plastics, specific to to, to hemp plastics, how environmentally friendly they are? Because the drive towards being more environmentally conscious and taking into consideration climate change, plastic probably doesn't enjoy that kind of supremacy in these conversations. But I would imagine with hemp plastic, it could be different. You want to elaborate, please? Yeah, definitely, because it is biodegradable. It consumes three or four times more carbon dioxide. 
so it is environmentally friendly. Uh, uh, a lot of the uh, one of the biggest pallet manufacturers out in Australia has turned to uh, to hemp pallets, uh, uh, pallets made out of hemp for the export market internationally. So yes, uh, it would be a replacement mm, for mm. your conventional plastic right now. This is beautiful. Mandla, good evening. Thanks for joining us again in Plegazi. Always have always great to have your very, very strong thoughts. Let's talk about local beneficiation of hemp. It's clear that there are many industries that can grow from the plant itself. Do you get the sense that government and private sector are sufficiently coordinated to be able to capitalize on some of these things that between yourselves and Brian are working towards? I, I believe without a doubt, uh, as long as uh, that our government has to do more, uh, it's not doing much. Uh, this, is a, this is a market that would benefit a lot of um, um, not just the economy, but people in terms of uh, employment. Uh, if, if, if they could find a way to upscale the process of legalizing this in South Africa, it would help with the jobs that are being lost currently. That is the greatest concern that we have as very chest in, in Labat Africa. I mean, Brian uh, mentions the fact that... Sorry, sorry, Brian, you want to continue? No, no, no. I just wanted to add on what, uh, what Mandla is saying. Uh, from yes. our perspective, one of the biggest challenges that we've got is, and that is what we're focusing on, and that's why we've partnered with Veritas, is to set up processing facilities for him. It's no use us going out and, and produce tons and tons of hemp, and there is no processing facility to get mm-hmm. it into the mm-hmm. underlying industries mm-hmm. in South Africa. And that's that's been our focus the last couple of weeks. And of course, on that, Mandla, I want you to respond to this, please. On that very last point that Brian is raising in terms of creating an entire value chain, some of these aspects within the value chain, for instance, processing, this doesn't need to be around your big cities. In other words, adding to the urban or rural to urban migration. Some of these plants, as and I hate to draw comparisons, which are unfortunately our reality, that one of the successes, open close quote successes of the apartheid system in keeping Africans where they were living were to create some of these factories, which is primary economic activity, but at least it was working for the purposes of the greater ends of apartheid. Could we see something of that kind where all of these factories, which are now defunct and decrepit and lying in decay, be resuscitated for the purposes of local economic development, as Brian is suggesting in terms of the processing facilities? Surely that is something to look into again. To tell you the truth, I believe without a doubt that the, the local beneficiation of the hemp industry does not only benefit Labat, it doesn't benefit its employees, it benefits the economy because local beneficiation means decreased uh, uh, cost of capital, improved profitability, mm-hmm. which would allow companies to hire more instead of uh, uh, um, decreasing uh, employees and, and, and retrenching people. Local beneficiation is a true uh, a sense of, of, of uh, stimulus for any economy. If, if you were to be saying we had the same situation with the mining industry where gold is mined in South Africa, then it goes outside, it comes back as a finished product. Here we have something we plant in our backyards that today manufactures your dashboards and your panels. Yes. 
even the jobs that have been lost, so as I'm sure you've been following the markets, there's a lot of job losses mm-hmm. in the automotive industry. Uh, the, same, the, same, the, same, the same product is also used in, in the U.S. and in Canada to produce uh, uh, um, uh, uh, biofuels. These are two industries that have been affected negatively by, so. by, by COVID-19. If for any reason our government was to pay attention more to what would help the economy, I, mm. I believe without a doubt this is one of the winners for our economy, my brother. Final question to you then, Brian, in the context of one of the question of beneficiation being a winner for these industries. I think this is also an opportunity as well for big business as Labad Africa could in this particular instance prove that when you get these licenses attaching these social obligations, it is possible without sacrificing profit to genuinely beneficiate those communities and to change the socio-economic outlook of those persons who would be within the catchment area of that trade and enterprise. How then can you speak to that for the purposes of Labat Africa and its plans when this thing ultimately kicks off? Well, well, what we're doing, uh, just to conclude, uh, Songhe, so we're saying that mm. we're going into every province, in all nine provinces, uh, uh, to rehabilitate land in the Northern Cape, uh, from the diamond industry, you can plant hemp and you can create a whole new industry. You go to the Eastern Cape, you go to the Northwest, to the Free State. Uh, we, we've been working around the clock. Mandla is not in Johannesburg at the moment. We, we, we're going throughout the country to make sure that we're taking it to our people. And that's where uh, the economic uh, uh, hub is going to be right where the people are, where they've got the land. And of course, in the Eastern Cape, you are talking about a Whittlesea because that's a good area for some of the work that you guys are doing, right? I've been there. I've lived there. That's where I come from. Excellent. Brian, I couldn't have said it better. We look forward to hosting you then, Brian. Thanks, Ongeso. <laughs> Thank you so much, Budmanila. Thank you so much, Uncle Brian. Appreciate your thoughts. That's the end of the conversation then, folks. It's 21 hours. And of course, this feature is proudly brought to you by Labat Africa in partnership with Verity Hearst Academy, which is a trading school teaching about trading shares on the JSC. You can contact Verity Hearst Academy on their WhatsApp number 060-866-0134 or their office number 011367. 0678. For now, it's time for news. We'll be back with a gentleman next week.